Dave Ellison says he feels like he got kicked out of hell. Megadeth recorded a cover of Delivering the Goods by Judas Priest. And Dave Mustaine says new Megadeth album is one of many to come. And Metal Mike and I review the sick, the dying, and the dead coming up. This is the Plug Podcast, and I have Metal Mike. What is going on? All right, all right, all right, brother. I'm ready to do this, man. How you been? Oh, well, you know, life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting that's... to think that Atchison Curse is a real thing. Well, look, you, you told me a while back that you were Irish, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. No wonder me and Bushy have shitty luck. Yeah. I get it. Everybody talks about the luck of the Irish, like that John Belushi skit on SNL years ago. Yeah, let's talk about the luck of the Irish. Potato famine. Yeah. (laughs) How how bad is it you can't grow a fucking potato? You know, like, dude, you know, I love John Belushi. I don't know if you've ever seen that bit, but he just goes on this rant about a buddy of his who's Irish. And and he's like, just goes off on this rant about how his buddy's got the worst luck ever, you know. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, you know, and he goes, now I mean, man, so now I got a madman, Irishman, a crazy Irishman trying to kill me. I don't know what's going on. Oh, oh, he's like going off about fucking St. Paddy's Day, dude. It's hilarious. John Belushi, man. The original Saturday Night Live. Can't beat it, man. No. Back back when it was funny. Yeah. (laughs) It hasn't been funny since the, you know, to me, the last great SNL cast was the one that included Phil Hartman and Adam Sandler and Chris Rock and Chris Farley and David Spade. Yeah, I agree. Miller and all those guys, man. I agree. I tell you what, um, it's funny that you were just talking about that because I completely lost my train of thought. Well, damn, I'm sorry. Speaking of fucking uh, St. Patrick's Day, I already told the guys at work that I don't know if I'll be coming back after that weekend. (laughs) Because 
Because I'm Irish, and we're going to be in fucking Nashville on the 17th, St. Patty's Day, Friday night, uh, pre-show mixer, pre-party mixer, then the party, an Irish guy loose in a city, again. Two Irish guys. I'm Irish. Uh, well, I haven't been loose in a city on St. Patrick's Day in four years. Yeah. It's like, uh-oh. I said, right. I'll probably be found in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> well, here's what kind of sucks about it. Uh, Bildo might not be able to make that. And he was going to go, and I was kind of counting on him to go, because if he got to be in Airbnb, Kane and Mark was going to stay with him. Now I don't know what's going to happen, you know. And I really do want to take the, the boys, you know, to on this because I know they would have a fucking blast, you know. Right. I'm going to try. I'm going to, but it all depends. I mean, you know, I, I make good money, but I don't have unlimited resources, you know. And I know the hotel rooms are not going to be cheap. They never are. Yeah. So, uh, but I haven't seen hotel blocks put out yet, so. Right. He's 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 right on top of that, so I guess we'll see. The important thing is we're going to Rocket Pot again. Yes, sir. Yeah, got, I mean, I, I I didn't waste time. I wanted to get the platinum package right away. So, oh, yeah. you know. don't even know who we're going to have a chance to interview. It could be a bust. Right. And you know what? It's going to be a blast. <laughs> we had a blast last time, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I am too. Absolutely. But that's not why we're here this week. We are no, here sir. to discuss, as far as I'm concerned, the return of the Thrash Kings. As far as I'm concerned. Which is odd as I'm wearing a Metallica t-shirt as we're recording <laughs> this. <laughs> and yeah, I'm not going to tell the joke again, damn it. I saw the look of disappointment in Metal Mike's face because he knew what was coming next. I don't, it's not a disappointment, it's just like, ugh, again? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just watched a brand new Jerry Seinfeld special that came out in the last year or so, and he was telling a joke that he told on like the first season of fucking Seinfeld. Yes, yeah, so you can bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, but you bring it back every week, dude. Oh, you just stop that. It's the truth. It is a funny joke, though. I will give you that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like I said, and we've talked about it before, but I'm glad that happened. Thank God, thank the metal gods, there are there is a mega death, man, and that's all I got to say about it, you know. Which we'll get more into that because I do want to talk about not just this album, but a bit more about the band and their history and 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 because it's made me want to go back. Because last week Bildo picked a for track of the day, he picked an album that neither one he or I are really familiar with, but we're because as you know, I'm. I, I'm kind of like Megadeth the way I was with Metallica. When they got to a certain point where I was like, I was done. Right. I felt betrayed, and I quit listening to their shit. And they put out, they put out some crap, and you know. But the difference I think between Megadeth and Metallica is I feel Megadeth, unbeknownst to me, kind of got back into their thrash roots much sooner than Metallica did. Like, you know. Um, uh, United Abominations, Endgame, Thirteen. Every one of those albums. Now that I've and I've not listened to the whole albums, but I've heard certain songs. I'm like, man, that's pretty fucking good. I like that, you know. So it's like I'm really gonna have to go back and check out. I, I'm thinking I might just go back to Euthanasia and just check everything out. Because who knows? Maybe my attitude toward Euthanasia will change too. You know, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I don't think. 
if, if you don't like that album, I don't I think didn't, you're I ever going to like that album. But Bush, you got to understand, I hadn't listened to that record in forever. Forever, dude. I've not sat down and listened to Euthanasia beginning to end in fucking forever. So I might not be as critical, just like I was when I reviewed the Black Album on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. There was actually some songs on, hey, this is pretty fucking good. This, th- no, the whole album ain't a fucking turd. That came later. But that's another. <laughs> you know my. You know, but yeah, dude. I, I think that I I, I want to go back and, and review or not review like for the show, but go back and dig into more of their discography because I've had Eduardo Canastracci tell me, man, dude, you really need to check out these records and you really need, you know. And I'm like, cool, man, because you know, <clears throat> I'm. It's just I'm just glad to see that they went back to their thrash metal roots before Dystopia. Now, to be fair though. He did go back to his thrash youth, but then he put out Super Collider, which gave him a lot of backlash because it's almost like he was doing, uh, trying to do another radio friendly, you know, more commercial. And, it, 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 and the fans were just like, what the fuck? Because he'd been on a roll, apparently. And then he puts <laughs> that record. And then Dystopia was the record he put out, out after that, which I love Dystopia. Amazing album. Oh, yeah, great record. Amazing great. album. I still give it the edge over. Uh whatever that album was, Metallica brought out, Hardwired. Although Hardwired is a good album. But oh, it's only, Hardwired's a damn good yeah. record, but you can't. I can't help but think that Dystopia lit a fire under those guys. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm not in the Metallica circle, but I'll it just seemed what, like... Spoiler alert, if that lit a fire, this was going to fucking bring a flamethrower. Dude, did you watch the video that I sent you with Kirk's reaction to We'll Be Back video? Uh-uh. Oh, fuck, you gotta watch it, dude. He's just like, he's stunned, and he's just smiling, he's just like, how's he doing that? How's he playing that? And because Dave's one of those guys, kind of like, he's, he's shredding while he sings. Yeah. Anybody who's a musician can tell you how hard that is. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, Eric Clapton has done it, too. You know, he's not metal, he's more blues, but still, it's like, whoa, you know, like, how do they do that? Um so yeah, dude. I, I think that uh, it, it was an interesting video, and I want you to watch it. You'll get a kick out of it because you know you could just tell Kirk was la- smiling, and you could tell he was happy for Dave. But I also got this vibe like, oh fuck, like <laughs> oh shit, what are we gonna do now? Kind of thing, you know? That's you funny. Just, Those guys swear there's no competition. They're lying. Oh, there is. There so is. Not only that, but but it was kind of cool to see Kirk fanboy out. Right. It's like he said, people have to realize I was a day fan. I was a fan of him when he was in Metallica. You know, so, you know, I was in Exodus. Yeah, I mean, fuck. Fuck yeah, dude. Mustang rules. Hell yeah. You can run to my fucking place, dude. I love that shit. Well, it's funny because uh, David Ellison says he was in an abusive working relationship with Dave Mustaine. And feels like he got kicked out of hell. You know, everything has been mostly pleasant about all this. But I did see an article a, a week or so ago where Dave was kind of talking shit about Bus- or uh, about uh, Junior. About trying to... How do you call it? He was trying to steal a song, but he didn't use the word steal. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember which song it was. I didn't pick that for the news headline today. 
But it seems like he kind of fired a bullet. <laughs> and Ellis is like, um, oh. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's been, I mean, let's be honest, that last interview Dave uh, Jr. did, he said that, well, you, you find out who your real friends are. And I, I definitely get the feeling. Sometimes I think the only reason why Mustang let Jr. back in again was because the other guys left. He needed to find somebody. And he needed to. Let's be honest, it's Junior. What's going to excite the Megadeth fans? Oh, Junior and, and Mustang reuniting. You know what I mean? And it worked. It worked. It worked. You know I mean? I got jazzed. And I mean, I know Dave, even as, oh, I forgive Ellison. And I'm like, do you, Dave? Do you really? Like, look, I love Dave Mustaine. I think he's fucking fantastic. And But he's, Dave's. I'm not saying he's a bad guy because I've heard a lot of stories. Like there's a band in St. Louis called Anacrusis. They were a thrash metal band back in the day, and they came this close to bit making it to the big kind bush. Wow! And I, they were on Metal Blade Records and everything, and uh, they got to meet Dave, and I guess even tour with Megadeth. And and the guy said, man, he told my big brother, he's like, Dave was great to us. He took us under his wing. He gave us a lot of advice about the music business and to be wary of this and to be careful of that. And, you know, I think Dave has a good side to him, but I also think he's he's kind of a prickly pear sometimes, man. He just is, you know. You know how he is. But the one thing I love about him, man, if you especially if you read his autobiography, he don't take no shit from nobody, dude. He don't give a fuck. He don't care. Like, dude, he was on Joe Rogan recently. And you know how Joe Rogan is. He always wants to fact check everything everybody says because right. he's trying to be fair. Dave took umbrage with that. Why, why you got to fucking fact check everything I'm fucking saying, dude? And Joe's like, whoa. You could tell Joe was like, whoa. You know, but Dave was just like, I don't give a fuck. You know, I mean, he's... He, it, it's, I made a joke with my big brother, man. I was like, man, he's like fucking, you know, Rick Jam. I'm Dave Mustang, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, he don't <laughs> care, dude. He don't care. Like, he, and you know, the one thing you can say about Mustang, whether you agree with him or not, he doesn't, he'll tell you what he thinks. He does, he's always been honest and upfront. He will flat out, you know, and some people think, oh, that's being a dick. But like he said in that one, um, which is a great documentary, it's called Get Thrashed. When he talked about, he goes, I know this is going to make me sound like an egotistical prick, but I'm just being honest. He goes, I affected three of the big four bands. And he's right. Yeah. He, he did. He was in Metallica. Then he forms Megadeth. And then Kerry King was in Megadeth for a while. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, he fucking did. You know, you can say what you want. Oh, you know, he's just being honest. It's not like he's going, oh, I'm the fucking shit, and I'm the fuck. No, he's not being he, like when he says. He even says, "I'm not trying to be egotistical here, but I'm just being bluntly. I'm just being brutally honest." Well, you know what? He's fucking right, dude. Without Dave Mustaine, there might not be thrash metal as we know it.
I gotta just call it like I see it. I don't give a fuck if Metallica's the bigger band. And I'm not taking anything away from James and Lars. Because right. James is one of the greatest rhythm guitar players of all time. Oh, yeah. But fuck, man. You know? Yeah, and, and it was just the perfect storm. And I'm glad they did what they did. Yeah, it was kind of fucked up how they did it. And I know it caused a lot of... But man, if it hadn't... Because let's be honest. We have that, two that great bands to listen to. Exactly. Except, dude, to me, I don't think they make it. If Dave stays in that band... um, Too many alpha males. Just too many. I mean, you had Cliff Burton in that band, too. And you know how opinionated he was. Right. You got fucking him, Lars, James, and Dave. Are you kidding? They would have imploded. They would have imploded, man. We oh, would not yeah. know Metallica as we know them today, good or bad. You know, you could say what you want, but I'm just saying I don't think it, they would have lasted. Oh, I don't. I don't think so either. I completely agree. Uh, but to, to get back to the crux of this whole thing, um, during the Super Collider sessions, apparently there was a night where Dave said, if there's anything else you want to add, anything you want to tweak, if you have any ideas, go ahead. Well, Junior and the band took that as, hey, if you want to add anything, if you want to work on anything, please do. Uh, Ellison says Dave didn't seem to remember that conversation. And so what he walked into was, why the hell are you messing with my song? And I think he pulled Roderick aside. And said, quote, don't you dare add Dave Ellison's stuff to my songs. <laughs> oh. Wow. That's, that's, that's kind of crazy. I mean, this story is really long. You can find it on Blabbermouth. Mm-hmm. But, uh, holy hell. I mean, there are several paragraphs of just things that uh, he's bitching about with Mustaine. Um, I, I think it may be overkill. If, uh, you know, Dave's, well, uh, you tried to poach a song, you know, and <laughs> you go into this 48-paragraph diatribe. But look, to play devil's advocate, there's probably some pent-up frustration on, on Junior's part. You, you know what I mean? Because well, I'm sure. he kicked him out of the band. He didn't stand by him. So I'm sure Junior's like, well, fuck this guy. Poach you, poach this. How about yeah. this, dude? How about when you did this? And how about, look, man, like, I love Mustang, but I don't know if I could be in a band with him. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, he's he's a prickly fucking pair, man, you know? And let's be honest. They call it Mega Dave for a fucking reason. It's his band. Oh, yeah. Right, folks? Period. It always has been. Always. Oh, yeah. And he'll put you together know? the best fucking musicians to do the job he God wants them right, to do. man. And, 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 like, he's got a different bass player playing live because he got old boy from testament to do this album right you know there's i mean dude it's 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 dave's band okay it's 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 no different than lemmy with motorhead or kirk with crowbar it's his fucking band folks you know and and those guys like dave can be megadeth without any of the original members easily and and don't i'm not pissing on the original lineup i love the original lineup man but but I'm just saying, it's his band, dude. There's certain bands where you're like, oh, man, it's just not the same without so-and-so and so-and-so. That's not really the case with Megadeth, okay? Megadeth is one of those entities because Dave writes most of the music. He is the man. It's his band. Yes, he's given other people songwriting. Like, Kiko has some co-write uh, yeah. songs. You know, Kiko's amazing, you know? But 
And it's not like Dave hasn't co-written a lot of it, but I don't know. He is the leader of that band. It's his fucking band. It's his oh, band. Yeah. Period. Hands down. You know, I, I, there's no... I, you can't debate that, you know? Oh, not at all. It's been revealed they rec- uh, recorded a cover of Judas Priest delivering the goods. Mm. That's interesting because we definitely know Dave doesn't have that kind of range. Uh, but he was the featured guest on, on the BBC's The Rock Show with Johnny Walker during the Rock Gods segment. Mm-hmm. Fair. Uh, Dave picked Judas Priest guitarist Glenn Tipton and stated about his choice. I had no idea how much Glenn Tipton and Judas Priest had influenced my guitar playing until I recently covered Delivering the Goods with my band Megadeth and got to go over all those guitar riffs again. It was really revealing to me how much Glenn's playing had influenced me. Cool. Yeah, that's that's, that's pretty well, badass. I, mean, I, I wonder I, if we'll ever hear it. I kind of shocks me because to me, Judas Priest, I mean, come on, man. If, I've said it before and I'll say it again. In, in my world, Sabbath's one. Well, Priest is 1A, okay? I mean, <laughs> they're just as important. I mean... They may not, you know, and, and, and obviously Priest and Sabbath both have sold a lot of albums. And even now, if, if Black Sabbath was put back <laughs> together, they're selling out everywhere they went. They're one of the biggest metal bands of all time. Oh, but yeah. Same with Priest. Um, uh, but to me, they are, I've always said this before, you got your big four of thrash. Well, I say you got your big four of early UK hard rock and heavy metal, and that includes Zeppelin, Purple, Sabbath, and Priest. Oh, yeah. Boom. I definitely agree. I, I tell anybody, you know, change my mind, folks. If there's any other band in there you think that should be in that discussion, because, yeah, Thin Lizzy's great, and, yeah, there's a lot of other great bands going on in that time period. Uriah Heap, whatnot. Those, I love those bands, but I'm, those are the guys with the big four of that. You know, just like in America, I would say the big four of early American hard rock and heavy metal. Well, Kiss, Aerosmith. Right off the top of my mind, um, probably Alice Cooper and uh, Van Halen to me. Those four guys are very important, man. Mm. Absolutely. I I just want to hear it. That's all. Oh, I, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to hear it because uh, there's there's one cover. We'll get in to that later in the album. There's one cover they've done that I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah. But that was earlier on in their career. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, this doesn't sound like it's in their wheelhouse. They're wicked detuned anyway because, you know, let's be real, Dave's getting old. And, um, boy, Halford's just got some range. Yeah. But musically, I know they killed it. Right. <laughs> so so I've got to know. Oh, well, you know, I'll tell you, uh, and, and they've never really mentioned it again. You know, and 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 not trying to change gears on you, but I'm just using this as an example. Uh, Pantera doesn't really have a whole lot of things that are in the vault, so to speak. Right. But there is one thing I'd love to know. Whatever happened to it? They've never released it, man. But apparently, they had done a cover of Kisses Larger Than Life, and I'm like, oh, I would love to hear that. Oh man. wow! Because yeah, I be, love that song. Yeah, that, that that'd be badass. Riff, that's why I remember... Pantera do it larger than life? That's just fucking funny. I mean, funny. can't you just see Phil going, Ugh, much too much. I'd fucking yeah. rule, dude. 
Yeah, um, so it's like it shouldn't work, but you know it would. Yeah, well, and they were all big Kiss fans, man. I mean, Phil has oh, said yeah. more than once, Kiss Alive is one of his all-time favorite albums, you know. Oh, um, yeah, we all know Diamond Ace. Yeah, right. You know, so I, I, I'm just like, wow, I'd love to hear that, man, you know. And it's it's kind of funny because I remember I remember when Alive 2 came out. I remember listening to Side 4, and my big brother looked at me going, dude, the next Kiss album is going to be so fucking heavy because it was heavy, man, you know. I right. Mean, Rocket Ride. All those songs, man. The, the Peter's drums, the way Eddie Kramer produced it. I love the sound of Peter's drums on those songs. It's thick. It's, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Creatures of the Night. The thickness, the heaviness, man. Yeah. And I was like, and then, of course, we know what we got, which I like some of the songs on that album. I'm not pissing on it, but it was very shocking to us who were there at the time. We were like, what? I mean, it was, we fe- I'm going to say it. We felt like we were betrayed, man. <laughs> We felt betrayed at the time, man. Because it's funny, like, I can listen to disco now and respect it, especially the Bee Gees. Love them. But at the time, I think part of it, though, Bush, is they were on the radio all the time. So I just felt like it was getting shoved down my throat. And it was just like, that's fucking girly shit. You're a pussy if you like that. I mean, I'm just telling you that's the way it was. You know, now I listen to it and I'm like, fuck yeah, Nights of Broadway. What an amazing song. And that's just their more disco type stuff. But I like their 60s stuff, too. The Bee Gees, phenomenal band. So shout out to them. Not metal, but I like them. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely love them. Anyway, moving on, dude. Back to Megadeth. Hell yeah. Uh, Dave Mustaine says new Megadeth album is one of many to come. All I got to say is this. My dick's hard. If if they're going to be anything like this album and the last album, spoiler alert, folks, but hey. Then I'm I'm in I'm all in and I'll tell you what right now, Megadeth is back is my favorite of the big four. Part of that is because Slayer has has disbanded and they're no longer doing it. Because Slayer kind of overtook them for me during the '90s when you know you know what was going on. I don't have to write you a book. Oh yeah, there. So, uh, but yeah, man, I'm I'm fucking all in, dude. I'm all in. Good. Oh, oh yeah. Good. And that's one thing you can say to all the Metallica uh, guys. And I love Metallica, okay? So <laughs> throw that out there. But to, if you want to talk about me, prol- as far as prolific, Megadeth's much more prolific than Metallica. They've got many more albums. Dave's constantly putting music out. Fuck, I think the only reason why this album took as long as it was was because of him getting sick and the damn pandemic. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's supposed to come out in 2019. So you got to figure if he's been working on this album, how many other songs is he working on? Oh, sure, sure. So yeah, you just made my deck hard, dude. Yeah, yeah, I I, I find that to be great news, but I'm a Megadeth oh, fan yes. anyway. Hell yeah! And dude, these last two albums, yeah. Spoiler alert! It's like I mean they've been building and building and building, but this particular lineup. And, and I've got to see some footage with uh, my boy from White Lion. He's the bassist out, right? Yeah, he's the one that's doing the tour. Um, I don't know if he's been added as a band member or not. I'm Who not knows? sure. But that band that recorded this album is stupid. Now, I realize that... Uh, uh, what's his face? Can't remember his name from Testament. Steve DeGiorgio. Yeah, him. I realized he was just re-recording uh, 
Ellison's parts. I refuse to believe, though, there were things that were just kind of put in there that that's definitely hey, that guy. Steve is a phenomenal bit. You're talking about a guy, not only is he in Testament, he's been in I don't know how many bands. Not only is, and he's been a member of these bands touring, but he's also a studio musician. He is an amazing bass player. The guy plays a fucking fretless bass. He's badass. Oh, yeah. Trust me on that. Yeah, he, he definitely no, I mean, he's been in on this album. I mean, bro, he's been in, it's, it's sick. It's kind of sick, man, how, you know, which that's funny because, you know, the album, name of the album, but he, yeah, dude, he's, Dave got a good guy. If you're going to get somebody to fill fucking Junior's shoes, he, he, it, I'm kind of surprised he didn't join Megadeth only because they, let's be honest, they were a bit, the Georgia stayed with Testament, man, so. Kudos to him for being loyal, because let's be honest, a lot of bass players would take that gig in a fucking New York second, man. Oh, hell yeah. Yes, he is a um, official member of the band now. Lamento so is official? Okay. Yeah. Tuesday after the Friday that this yes. album dropped. I had actually forgot that I had pre-ordered it. I, uh, of course, pre-ordered the digital. Um, but I was at work, and one of our engineers comes over, and he's like, Hey, dude, I'm listening to that new Megadeth. And I was like, Oh, my God, I forgot that hit today. I have it pre-ordered. <laughs> so for the rest of Friday, work dragged. Because all I wanted to do was get home and thump that out. Right? And, oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. Nothing makes me happier than being that excited about an album upon yes. hearing it. Yes. Ah, let's dive into this bitch. Um, now, we both have the digital version. Therefore, we have those two bonus tracks. Yes. That we're going to talk about later. Uh, I didn't realize they were bonus tracks until I actually looked on the old wiki just to back up my stuff. And uh, so, yeah, that's how you went on the actual album. I was at Walmart the other day and looked at the album, and it never clicked that on the vinyl those two songs aren't on there. Boom. But, yeah, let's get into this. The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead. Number one, title track, Metal Mike. Number one, I love the title of the album and the song. It, 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 because it just, 
it's like, oh my god, this is so old school Megadeth. This yes. sounds like an album they should have done back in the day. Um, I mean, even has the little ellipses in it. I'm like, oh fuck yeah. So I, I got to be honest with you. I got my dick got hard just hearing the title before they. I'd heard of any tracks on this. I was like, ooh. I'm already, and I was just hearing, oh, this is even going to be heavier and dystopia, and I'm like, oh, God, I hope so. Please, Metal Gods, do not fail me, because, you know, I love dystopia, man. And uh, I do, too, bro. I do, too. <laughs> but I got to be honest, man. I, I think this blows dystopia away. Spoiler warning. This is going to be a love fest, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck yes, it is. Best album since Rust in Peace. Yes, I said it. Uh, the sick, the dying, and, which I said, dystopia was the best album since Rust in Peace. I did too. With you. I did too. Because I don't get me wrong, folks. Bill disagrees with me. He likes Countdown. Look, I love Countdown. Okay, let me throw that out there. It's a great record. But come on, come on, man. This this opening track, the sick, the dying, the dead. I I love the intro. <laughs> of course, it obviously reminds me of Monty Python's Search for the Holy Grail. So I'm like, oh, that's great. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> And just has cool, dead. cool atmospheric intro that then goes into even a cool horrific <laughs> riff. Just killer guitar soloing throughout, courtesy of Mega Dave and Kiko. The thunderific rhythm section of, of Dirk Verburen and Steve DiGiorgio of Testament. This song is all over the place, though. It's kind of almost kind of chaotic. Killer opening track. At first, the first time I heard it, I'm like, I don't know if I'd have made that the opener, though. But now, after hearing it a few times, yeah, great opening track. I love this fucking song, ladies and gentlemen. Bushy, what say you? I'm still trying to decide if I like it as an opening track, because it's the weirdest fucking song I've ever heard. Uh, like you, I love that intro, and those verse riffs and verse fills are mm -hmm. fucking sick. But when have you ever, in the history of ever, had an opening track that's that heavy? And then it gets to the chorus. But that's what I loved about it. For, I, I'm not going to lie. It's she, so it fucking jarring to me, dude. I was like, whoa, what is this? But then it reminded me of something. One of the things I've always loved about Megadeth, old school Megadeth, and old school Metallica, and Black Sabbath was the different twists and turns they would take sometimes in one song, you know? And that's what this is. It's a twist and turn, but I know what you're talking about. You're talking about that part where he's like the sweet smell of roses, where it gets all mellow. That's the chorus. Look up the lyrics. Yeah, it's I'm the like, chorus. oh my fucking God, dude. That's like, like you said, the first time I heard it, and I was driving around in my SUV, and I'm like, hmm. Wow, weird. I don't know. Man. I liked it, though. I did like it, but I'm it's like... It's the weirdest structured song I've ever it heard. It is, and, and I did agree with you initially, because I remember we talked last Friday. You, you were like, I don't know if it should have been the opening track, and I'm like, yeah, maybe you're right. But after hearing it a few more times, I'm like, you know what? I think it is a good opening track. I mean, honestly, though... I'm still conflicted, dude. I'm still conflicted. Be I, and this is why, because with that weird slowed down acoustic thing that's going on, I kind of uh, dig it. I do think it's a good song. I'm still not convinced about opening track. You might be right. But I don't know. It'll, it'll take future listens. I don't it, hate it the song. It just kind of clicked with me, man, to where when I've heard it, I'm going, man, this ain't a bad opening track. I mean, but look, I don't want to give anything away, but, you know, fuck it. Any one of these songs could have been a killer opening track as far as I'm concerned, for the most part. Right. But I'll get to that later. Um, yeah, number two, dude, life is hell. What do you What do you think? 
Oh, now this is what I'm talking about, brother. <laughs> Thrashing fast. Yes. <laughs> drums. Bass yes. fucking thumping. And those leads. Fucking riffs. Oh. Song smokes. The spoken word part in the middle end is probably my favorite part of that whole thing. Dave sounds great. But when yes. he's doing that whole spoken word thing. Yes. Dude, he sounds yes. so fucking pissed off. Dude, <laughs> I think shreds. Love that song. This is fantastic, man. Yes. Because one of the things that some people have even buddies of mine who aren't really, you know, they'll make fun of me. What do you mean? Because he does have that snarl. Yeah. And it's still there. But, bro, I love this song. Um, killer should, smack you in the ear hole. Been the opener. A smack you in the fucking ear hole, man. Just the riffage. The guitar playing on this album is mind-blowing already. Oh, yeah. It's the second the track, and I'm just like, whoa. Um, I love how the song slows down. And Dave, in my opinion, and I don't think, you know, I'm not... But it reminded me, in a good way, it reminded me of Phil Anselmo. Yeah, how Phil would always do that death talk. You know, he's yeah. getting deep, and he's talking that part. Only a fool would do what you've done. You lie, you steal, and you cheat everyone. I fucking love that part, dude. Oh, then it yeah. goes right back to that thrasherific riff. Fuck, dude. This song rules, man. And you know what? You might be right. It may, Life in Hell probably should have been the opening. Could you imagine opening up with that bitch? Then you slow it down for a sick dying of the dead or put it even yeah. later in the because album. There's been other, like, you know, look at um, Peace Sells But Who's Buying. That's not the opening track to that album. Right. You know? So, I mean, yeah, I could see what... Yeah, it, I see what you're saying. I still loved it, though. I still great, liked great it. title, and it is a good song. That oh, it's a great song. weirds me out, but after four or five listens that I've done since Friday. Right, and that's where I've kind of checked. I'm like, well, maybe it was a pretty cool, you know, because I, yeah. Anyway. It, it doesn't prepare you for what else is about to happen in this motherfucker. Right, right. Which, which maybe is why they chose it. But hey, go ahead and take number three, Night Stalkers featuring Ice-T. Okay, I'm going to get to the point where I'm kind of repeating myself already. This is a killer track. I love the Ice-T cameo in it, the, the, the musicianship, the structure of the song. I loved it. I love the video. I, I just think it's a fantastic track, man. What do you say you, Bush? Uh, it's, it's another fucking winner, dude. Yeah. The band's just firing on all cylinders. Dave sounds amazing. Yep. That riff so fast and that bass and drums, they, dude, they're just not fucking around. No. Um, I did no, the I ain't ice... no fucking around on this record. Oh, dude. no. This is a six minute song, six plus. I know. Um, I dig the Ice T lyric. It didn't need to be there. It didn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. Well, that's what I'm saying. I love Ice T, so it's all good. Right, it's not um, like he got some fucking bullshit dude to do it. You know, it's fucking Ice T, and Ice T loves Megadeth. He loves fucking He's a metal. fucking fan. He loves metal. He loves rock. He loves metal. He loves R and B. He loves you know Motown. He loves he loves music. Ice oh, T is a yeah. music fan, and I have the most utmost respect for him. As, Fuck as, yeah, I love. I even love his rapping. I'm not a huge rap guy, but I love the Rhyme Syndicate. I love those old I, uh, Ice. <laughs> I've got all Ice T albums. Yeah, he fucking rules. <laughs> do you? Yeah, yeah. I have to send that my way sometime, dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, that solo's insane, though. Um, oh, my God. I'm assuming that's Kiko. Because I'm trying to differentiate between Dave's sound and style and Kiko's. And I think I'm finally starting to get it. 
Um, I think it's Kiko too. I'm pretty sure that was Kiko playing. That, it, it's just a banger of a track, and that acoustic interlude. Yes. Oh, get the fuck out, man! It's it's fucking awesome. It's a great song, <laughs> it's a man. Great, it's a great too. Song. Yeah, that's three for three, if you ask me. Um, fucking a. Dogs are Chernobyl. This motherfucker has the best intro on the entire album. Yes! Yes, Bushy, yes! It's got this cool acoustic thing with keys. Yeah. And then it starts crunching in, but it's not like... Just like... Dude, it's almost operatic. It's like Dave's been listening to bands like fucking Nightwish. The song, it just... It builds. Or maybe he's been listening to Mozart and Beethoven. I don't know, but... Either way. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just builds. Yes. And it builds. And yes. it builds. And it builds yes. into a fucking frenzy. So damn good. Those solos, I know that's both of them. They just fucking blister. And this is my favorite song on the entire album. Yes. Yeah, it's a great tune. I loved it myself, man. It's tied with my favorite song. I don't know. I had a hard time because, I don't know, I'm, I'm probably going to sound like a goddamn fanboy or a Megadeth tard, but... I think just about every one of these songs is my favorite song. I love this record it's so much, It's such a man. good fucking album. Oh, it's so good, man. Dogs of Chernobyl. I, for one, I love the beautiful, almost like melancholic acoustical intro. Um, you know, I'm going to repeat what you just said. The musicianship. Oh, my God. The guitar playing and the rhythm section. and it, it, This is a thrasher piece. I'm saying it right now. Oh, yeah. And I just loved it. I also loved the... the, the the um the lyrical content um because basically it's, it's a track about a about nuclear fall and a nuclear winter even worse than what happened with chernobyl right he's not really talking about chernobyl he's talking about that i'm like that that yeah, i'm being treated know, like the dog like one of the chernobyl. Yeah. Of chernobyl where did you go like you know he's looking you know he's he's fucking dying basically it's a very happy uplifting tune <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I love it. Like I said, it's my favorite on the album. Uh, what do you think about Sacrifice? <sighs> Fuck, dude. Another just killer track. The guitar work throughout this whole album is just totally stellar, which I expect nothing less from Dave Mustaine and uh, Megadeth. I mean, it just, the musicianship's top notch. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. Even the lyrical content. Again, man, I don't think Dave gets enough credit as a lyricist sometimes. I mean, you know, like this, come listen to A Tale of Tragic Sacrifice or a warlock keen of satanic ancestry, being possessed by the worst of all human emotions, burned at the stake for partaking in sorcery. I mean, just it's almost very D.O.-esque, this song is, man. But I fucking love it. Uh, what say you, dude? Uh, not my favorite. Not um, my favorite, but my I like favorite. it. It has some good moments. Uh, I like the little callback to Hangar 18 you hear in it. Yes. Do with this slide thing, and I'm like, dude, that's total Hanger 18. That's Rusted Peace there, Megadeth. Uh, the band's definitely on point. The solos kill, but there's something about this track that irritates me. Mm -hmm. um, I can't figure out what it is, but I won't skip it because it's still a good fucking song. Dude, just there, <laughs> even the filler here is killer. Yeah, you which know, is funny because that brings us up to Junkie, and that's how I open my notes. Filler. But killer filler. The yes. solo work on this track smokes. Um, 
having lived with a junkie, I really dig the message. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a it's a good killer filler song. Let's be honest, man. Like in my notes, I've got a. Uh, honestly, you're gonna laugh. Just for the guitar work alone, I put in this one. I put just for the guitar work alone. Maybe tied with my favorite track. I just the fucking dude. The guitar That's solos awesome. in this just blow my mind. The guitars are just. I'm like, oh my god, you know. Um, obviously about drug addiction, which is something Megadeth knows something about. Sure. I mean, he was addicted to heroin himself, and um, just just another killer track, though. You know, like I'm like, fuck, we're six for six right now, ladies and gentlemen. As far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah, I would skip any of them. Yeah, yeah. I'll go ahead and let you take psychopathy and killing time. Psychopathy, a very cool instrumental. I dig it, but. If a, as a track on its own, it's probably my least favorite. But I look at this as a intro to the next track. So do I. Actually, my note said just an intro to the next track. I mean, the guitar nearly cool, is cool, you know, and, and you got him with his again the the the, the death talk yeah. that he's doing. It's cool, but to me, as a track on its own, I, I honestly wish they would have just made this. Psychopathy slash killing time. Yeah, it, really, it wasn't Hell Yet Electric Eye. It wasn't in the beginning shot at the devil. Right, but I honestly, it doesn't work on its own. No, it, not you at know, all. It, it is an intro. And that, as that's an why intro, I said 7 8. Yes. Take uh, them both. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. As an intro, it's awesome. Um, killing time. Uh, from what I've understood in my research, this is apparently about an ex, and I can totally fucking relate to that. Um, really cool tune, but not my favorite. Killer you know what? I, I get that. This is a mid-tempo rocker, uh, but it's a good track. Oh, Dave, it's a good track. I'm oh, not yeah. knocking it, yeah. I mean, Dave does delve back into the acoustic thing here, but it works. Yes. And there's a lot of that throughout this it's album. It's a solid notice. fucking track, dude. Yeah. You know, on any it's, other album. It's very reminiscent of Countdown or Euthanasia to yeah. me. Yeah. Which very, is why yeah, it's okay maybe with I'll, me. Yeah, that's why I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. I like it. Like, I like Countdown. So, yeah. And like I said, the lyrical content was great because I'm going, oh, boy, I can relate to that shit. You know, and I'm sure you can too. You oh, know? hell yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So, uh, number nine, dude, Soldier On, what do you think? Oh, dude, I love this tune. Come on. It's, it's got a catchy chorus, which is always fun when a thrash band gives you a catchy chorus. And that just fucking ridiculous riff and rhythm section. Oh. Yes. Kiko's Relentless fucking insane. Relentless rhythm section. Good, good description. Oh, yeah. Relentless, man. Just fucking pummeling. Constant. And Kiko's insane on this track. We all know Dave rules. This is just a great song. Yes. I'm pretty much going to echo what you're saying, my brother, man. Killer thrash-tastic chugging riff. Just smacks you in the fucking ear hole. I love this song lyrically, too, because all of my favorite tracks by a lot of different bands, it's all about overcoming adversity. Like, my favorite Suicide Tennessee song is You Can't Bring Me Down, because oh, yeah. it's like, hey, fuck you, Fuck this, man. You know, because that's what life does. It fucking beats the shit out of you mm -hmm. sometimes, man. And and to me, this is no different. It's almost a rallying song. And it's one of my favorites on the album, for oh, yeah. sure. I love Soldier It'd Honor. probably be my fourth favorite. Yeah. Um, loved it. Yeah, Good great stuff. tune. Great tune. 
What do you think about Celebutante? I fucking love this song, dude. This fucking track rules. Fuck Just yeah. calling out all the useless celebrities. And I'm not talking about musicians or actors. I'm talking about these people who are famous for no other reason than who they know or because they're rich or, you know, like Kardashian, her daddy was in the OJ trial. And, and they go, and I know why he wrote this. Because he saw some dumb bitch wearing one of his shirts. And when he said something to her, she didn't know who the fuck he was. She didn't oh, know anything shit. about making it. And it pissed him off. So he wrote this. That's just, awesome. You know, um, yeah, it's just, you know, I mean, they're just famous for no, it's no different than Gary Hull with his Kill the Kardashian shirts. And he doesn't mean that literally, but right, he's just like, oh, you know, like, you know, you don't get me wrong. Kim's got a great butt. I'll give her that. But fuck, so's a million other chicks. So sure. whatever. Uh, I, I I gotta echo you on this for bad. This fucking song rules. That riff just fucking smokes, dude. Yeah. And, and this reminds me of early, like first three albums. Yeah. Early Megadeth. Yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah. Great solos. Great breakdowns. Holy yes. fuck! They brought in a nasty breakdown. The guitar works just out of this world on this. I love Dave's snarly, snotty delivery of this tune, dude. I. This is a great fucking track. One of my favorites. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe right up there with... Maybe my favorite. It was that fucking good. Yeah, oh, it's great, too. Um, I'm having a hard time picking a favorite. This fucking album. Yeah, it's a Go great ahead, record. man. Mission to Mars. I, I really love the build-up in this track. Yes. But yes. that stop, all of a sudden, is very jarring. Especially when it doesn't hit back hard. Mm-hmm. You know, kicks in. It's... Uh, very slow. Yeah. And in and, and the beginning part, I'm really not a fan of it at all. I, and I hate that lyric. I want to be an astronaut. I want to live. Yo, I, I'm not a fan of that. Okay. Um, maybe on more listens, I'll change my mind. Because after you get past the whole Operation Mind Crime part of the song, where he's doing all that talking with the orchestral shit going on, there's that good heavy part. But this yeah. is an extremely filler song. I do agree with you, but I still thought it was killer filler. Um, but there was one part, if the talking part, if you listen closely enough, they make a reference to Rust in Peace. Oh, shit. There's nice. One of the guys even says, well, I guess we're just going to have to leave it here and let it rust in peace. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. oh I see yeah, what you yeah. did there, Dave. The guy the that, radio. That was yeah. really cool. I love that. Um, I like it. Not my favorite song on the album. Probably one of my least favorites. Yeah. But I did I mean, dig it, it. It tells a story. It doesn't suck. No, not at all. It doesn't suck. It's just, you mess me up. I mean, the opening track, Sick Dying of the Dead, I've been able to be like, okay, this is just weird. This one, you just stop me fucking short, and I think you go to fucking Megadeth me, and you don't. Right. <laughs> it's interesting. What do you think about We'll Be Back? I know we've already discussed this on Jesus the show. Jesus Christ, dude. I, it, it's the first song released for the album, and I can see why. Oh, this yeah. fucking song is just fucking a total fucking, I mean, just raping your ear hole. Just fucking, it's incredible. Like, from beginning to end, the musicianship, everything about it. I even love the video. I, I yeah, I th- I've got a very big um, piece sells, but who's, vibe, who's selling vibe from this song. Um, I love it. Just absolutely love it, man. It's still probably... Maybe my favorite track on the album. It's that good. What say you? 
Oh, yeah, you already know, man. I love this fucking track. Uh, to me, it went back to the Rust era, maybe a little before. Uh, it's Angry Dave. It's and that's and, and, and I love Angry Dave. Oh, I do, too. Uh, blistering riff, smoking guitar solos, killer drums, pounding bass, great video. It, it, it's my second favorite song on the album. Fucking right, dude. And yeah. I always love what my co-host of the Metal Mike show, my good friend Bildo for Realdo, a.k.a. Bill Roseberry, says he goes, before Dave even goes in the studio, the producer should punch him in the face, kick him in the fucking shin, step on his foot, and kick him in the balls, and then have him go in the studio. Because angry Dave Mustaine rules. And yeah. He should be pissed off for every fucking track. And I agree, man. Like, yeah. Fucking rules. I mean... This album rules, man. I'm just going to come out and say it, you know. And I'm a guy who's been critical of Megadeth. I'm a guy who's, you know, I don't love everything they've ever done. Sure. You know, like, a, you know, but, man, he's back, Bush. He's back. Oh, I don't disagree. And think about it. If you if you buy this album at Walmart, that's what you get is those 12 songs. What a fucking way to shut down a record. Yeah. That's oh, how you close incredible a closing album. track. Yeah. yeah. And to me, that is the album. Don't get me wrong, I like these bonus tracks. Spoiler warning alert. But it's to me, it's these twelve tracks. That is sure. the actual album as it's intended. Yeah, and it's it is it is brilliant. Uh definitely the best thing since Russ in Peace. Um Yeah, I mean he made an album that's better than Dystopia. I was curious, how's he gonna follow that up? Well, holy shit. He's just made me even more ecstatic about the next Megadeth yeah. album. Well, this one and Rust in Peace are going to be going neck and neck with me for a little bit. I know this has a couple more songs. But... And part of it's because it's new. Yeah, I got to So you it. got the newness. I mean, I, I, I would like see. us to maybe do a follow-up. Not a review necessarily, but maybe a follow-up on what our thoughts are on this record six months from now or a year from now. Do we still hold it as high as we do? Do we love it even more? You know, like I think that would be kind of something. It, it cool will, it will be at least as high as it is now. I have no doubt. It's just, it's just that good an album, because I still think Dystopia was the best album since Rust until this one. Yes, and when Dystopia is still in my top Megadeth albums. Oh yeah, it's right up there with the classics. So, but yeah, this album blows Dystopia away. Yeah, yeah, and Dystopia is great. So that just yeah. shows you and what this no, is all about. No, yeah, it was like, fuck yeah, man. Dave got the message after Super Collider. That what we wanted, and he did it, and then he did it, he doubled down on it with this one. And I still have to think that part of it is I think he wanted to make a heavier record than Dystopia anyway, but with losing his sister, getting throat cancer, having to fire David Ellison and all that bullshit, plus the the pandemic, dude, that you can't tell me that didn't fuel all that into this record. It had to, man. Hell yeah. That means he's probably been writing music for the new stuff because this album's been in the can honestly for a while now. You know, he just couldn't release it because of all the bullshit that was going on and him being sick. So, man, I can't wait to hear the next record, man. If he's I'm saying, telling he's, you. I'm like, it's almost like he he's re-energized. It's like having being sick. I think he's I, I'm gonna he's throwing the gauntlet down. He ain't fucking around anymore. Dave Mustaine is not fucking around. The fire is back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, hell yeah. The fire is back. And Metallica, good luck, guys. Good luck. Man. Oh, yeah. After this one? Yeah, I don't know. I don't that, think they're going to That's going to be split I, down party and lines. I know that's going to piss off some Metallica fans and some Metallica tards. Whatever. 
anybody knows me knows I love Metallica. But, and I like Hardwired. I thought Hardwired, I was like, yeah, baby. So I'm not saying that they won't. I, I, I believe Metallica will do their very best to answer this. I hope they do. I want that competition back. Fucking right. Because we as listeners and fans win. Yes. I want Metallica to fucking do. I want that. I, I'm going to say it right now. I want face-melting Metallica back. Okay? I want that. So I hope it happens. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know, man. I don't fucking know, man. Like, it's as <laughs> good as hardwired was there's some songs on it i absolutely love but it's a double album and they're they gonna trim some fat off that motherfucker i don't care yeah. what anybody says this man. one's a fucking double album even with just those 12 tracks yeah it's just fucking incredible That's because you got two or three six minute songs in there and you know what though but dave can do that he can write the fucking yeah. epic song it didn't get boring it definitely didn't get no. whatever that last thing fucking iron maiden put out was and i love yeah. Maiden. Yeah, let's well, let's jump into these bonus tracks. I'm kind of excited. Uh, police truck. Now, first of all, I, I was worried about this one because I'm a huge Dead Kennedys fan, and I'm not a huge fan of their uh, cover of Anarchy in the UK. It wasn't bad, but it's not great. Can I be honest with you? When I was a kid, I loved that cover, but it didn't age well. You know what I mean? It's one of those things, because you got to remember, I bought that album when it came out, Bush. And I loved it. But, yeah, now when I listen to it, I'm like, ah, it's not that great, man. But this? There's something, holy to, there's shit, something to say dude. when the Motley Crue cover of Anarchy in the UK is better. Yeah. Well, I better. don't know. I'd go Shots fired. Uh, uh, you're, you're insane. But they took the right song this time. They want to do a punk song, they take the right song from the right band. It just played the song the way it was recorded by Dead Kennedys. Obviously, it was more distorted and thrashed up well, a little obviously. bit. But fuck that, dude. This is a killer cover of one of my all-time favorite Dead Kennedys songs. I, I, I love it. Yeah, it's great. It was awesome. I was just like, whoa, they did it, man. Because I was a little like, oh, I don't know, man. You know, because um, you know, like I said, Anarchy in the UK hasn't aged well at all and the motley crew version sucks as well oh it's way better no it's not it's pretty bad <laughs> it's not better uh, than sex pistols but it's better than fucking better it's than pretty bad dude <laughs> you're, you're comparing shit against shit okay, let's see. a turd Maybe. is still a turd i don't care who fucking shits it out right that's just me if you like it you go with god with your motley crew i'm surprised you don't like that fucking bonus track or whatever the fuck was on girls 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 <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Eric Jordan, but that song sucks. Um, yeah, man, I, I dig it. I really dig it. I'm not a huge... I mean, I, I do respect the Dead Kennedys. I have a buddy of mine that's a huge fan of theirs, so I, I am familiar. They're cool. I like them. And I think they did total justice for this song. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I planned this this way. <laughs> because we already know where I stand. We don't even have to say it. We'll get to it. But Metal Mike, this planet's on fire, burning hell. The Sammy Hagar cover featuring Sammy doing some vocals. I liked it. I like yeah. the original song, though. And I think Megadeth did a great job, man. The guitar work on this song's fucking amazing. Yes. Dave sounds great. Sammy sounds good. Look, you know, I got to say this again. I, I don't, I'm not a Sammy hater, folks. I, you know, I, I love Matros. 
especially that first record. I like a lot of Sammy Solo stuff. Just wasn't a big fan of that version of Van Halen, man, and still ain't to this day. But and, and to me, I, I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I felt like, especially 5150, that both sides neutered each other. They mutually neutered each other. I wasn't just looking forward to that 5150 album as a Van Halen fan. I was looking forward to it as a Sammy Hagar fan. People have to understand that, okay? So I like Sammy. I get tired of the Sammy versus Dave shit because I'm like, ugh. And let's be honest, the only reason why people compare them is because they both fronted for fucking Eddie Van Halen. It's the same shit with, with Dio and Ozzy. I'm like, can't we just agree that they're both fucking awesome? And just leave it at that. Like you can prefer one over the other. That's fine. Sure. You know. And and look, if you if you're a guy who's never been a Hagar fan, hey, I know some people that don't like David Lee Roth and don't like Van Halen. Believe me, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, they're out there. They exist. Yeah, I've seen oh. people saying most overrated band ever existed is Van Halen. I was like, wait, what? Overrated, really? Yeah, but hey, <laughs> to each their own, you know. That's why I, I don't get involved in those. I just kind of roll my eyes and scroll yeah, on by. Yeah, I just scroll by. Hey, man, that's your opinion, dude. <laughs> yep. Fucking, you know, whatever, you know, like. But I don't, I don't get mad, like, like, like I don't get mad at Ralph and Ian. I mean, I get a kick out. Like, even Ralph admits, man, Sammy Hagar lives in my fucking head, rent free. My big brother Dave got the scapegoat, got the biggest kick out. He thought that was hilarious. Oh man. yeah, oh Cause yeah. Because it is funny because it's kind of true. I mean. And, and and Ralph acknowledges that, and that's what I love about Ralph and Ian is they will acknowledge that. that well, here's hatred. my take on this song because of if you hate Sammy Hagar, and I mean you just hate him, you're not going to like this song. A, no. it's a Sammy Hagar song. Uh, B, it's mega deathed up, but it's still a rock and roll song. It's not a thrash song, and I thought they did a great job of keeping the rock and roll vibe while still sounding thrashy. Yeah, uh, I liked it. I thought I've it was, seen people on Facebook and shit just bitching all oh, that semi song fucking sucks. And I'm like, okay. Well, then don't buy the album that has that fucking track on it. Part of me thinks you're biased just because you hate the fucking guy and you're predisposed to hating anything he might be involved with. Oh, I'm sure. But the other side of it is I listen to it and like you, I'm a fan of the original song. I don't know that I could ever play it again. Because I think this version's so much fucking better. The the guitar work throughout this is ridiculous. Well, part of me reviewing this is I listened because I hadn't heard the original in a while, so I played it too. And well, I, it's still a cool cool track. It's still, it's still a good a, song. You know, that's a good record. Mean Street's a good record, man. But um, uh, yeah. Look, I, I don't know. I when it comes, I'm with you. I think there's some people that they're gonna hate it no matter what, yeah. no matter how good it is or how bad it is. Because they fucking can't stand Sammy Hagar, man. I mean, it would be just like if... And I'll tell you what. I'll give you an example. I'm like that. If they did a fucking song with Glenn Danzig, guess what? I'm not going to like it. Because I think <laughs> Glenn Danzig's a fucking bitch. Okay, that's who... Glenn Danzig lives in my head rent free. All right? That's like Getty Lee's punk-ass vocals. But that's cool because he fucked the chick I, I knew. She was a groupie. He fucked her. Hey, Glenn, if you're listening, how's my sloppy second, you fucking bitch? <laughs> Can't stand that motherfucker. You want to talk about a poser? That dude's a total poser. Ripping his fishnet shirt like he's a badass. Hey, bitch, why don't you wear some chain mail and rip it in half? Then I might be impressed. What a bitch, dude. God, I can't stand that fucking egotistical fuck. Getting all pissed because he was at a fucking festival and Slayer got top billing. Hey, asshole. Newsflash, 
Slayer's bigger than you. You're the mo- man. What is all Everybody kisses his ass because that had to have been what Danzig was the big thing, huh? Had to be the first album. The dude, Misfits is. I like Danzig. I don't like the Misfits at all. Yeah, but that's his claim to fame, bro. Let, let's be honest. Without the Misfits, there's no Glenn Danzig. Yeah, maybe. Okay? But Danzig is a much better maybe, band. I don't give a fuck how talented the band is. He sucks, dude. He fucking sucks. <laughs> to my ears, he does. I right. fucking can't stand that motherfucker. Let's get back to the other guy that we both seem to like and like on this track. Yes, Sammy's <laughs> cool. Glenn Danzig's a fucking bitch. So there you go. I'm guilty of it. And I know we're going to have a lot of listeners out there who's going to go, Oh my God! What? Because they freak out every time I talk shit on Danzig. But hey! I know it. Evil Elvis, I, I love him. Huh? Evil Elvis, I love him. The suffering's here The way it is gone The streets are filled With the hollow Got a new death, looks outside, follows me home. winter dude nothing about that song sucks and uh and that's it that is mega death yeah i mean i'm i'm so proud of dave like i'm very proud of him like i'm like yes man because he did something he's done he's finally doing what i've been begging as a fan because it hurt me man like i'll tell you what i think him going in the musical direction he went it hurt as bad as metallica man i was mad i was like what the fuck dave not you too <laughs> you know so then i kind of gravitated towards slayer which i always loved i i, I love slayer you sure. know um but they became my favorite of the big four because i felt like they were the only one who stayed true to themselves man even anthrax stayed to change their fucking sound when they got john bush and hey all you people who um Want to bag on Joey Belladonna? Sorry, man. That's Anthrax. Yeah, that's... I like Armored Thrax. Don't get me wrong. It's good right. music, but it ain't fucking Anthrax, man. And you know what? John Bush is right where he bat- he belongs. And fucking Armored Saint. True story. Well, there you go. I'm with you there. I'm a Belladonna Anthrax fan. Fucking right, dude. It's no, just not album, as good. This album is fucking amazing. Um, stoked, ecstatic, proud. I mean, choose your fucking adjective or verb, whatever, noun, whatever it is you want to use there. It's an amazing fucking record. And I've I've heard it four times. And in four Uh, times, I think you can make the judgment. And I didn't just listen to it back to back. That was the first two. Right. I I had to be sure I heard what I had just heard. And then throughout the weekend, I listened to it. And then I listened to it again today before doing this review after getting home from work. 
it's the best fucking thing since Rust in Peace. I listened to it Saturday. I listened to it Sunday. I listened to it last night at work while I was doing my med pass. I didn't really write any notes until just before the show. Yeah, then I listened to it one more time before the show. So I, I love it. I think it's a thrasher piece. I'm so proud of Dave. Um, it should be interesting to see what Metallica is saying. Because let's be honest, there is a competition. I don't give a fuck what they say. For I'm real. Dave in that too. Come on now. Come on. For real. We shall see. Yeah. And hey, I, I hope they do. I Man, I nothing would make this metalhead happier than to see Metallica fucking up their game. Yes. Even if it's not as good as this record, it's still good for all of us. And it gives, it, it's a great debate, man. You know, oh, so, yeah. um, keeps us metalheads talking. For sure. For sure, man. And, and then, uh, yeah. I mean, these guys are, in many ways, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones of thrash metal. Let's just be honest, man. And what, what the difference is. It wasn't like a guy from the Stones got kicked out of the Beatles. Yeah. That's the <laughs> fundamental difference, though. But, yeah, you have that. I mean, and I always love what our good friend Ian Wiley says. The Beatles are the greatest band all the time. Stones are the greatest rock and roll band all the time. Yep. I think that just sums I'll, up. I'll stipulate. For real. Because the Beatles, yes, they did rock and roll, but they were all over the place. I mean, they would do, like, old folk time, old time songs and and, and shit that their grandparents wrote, that type of, I mean, especially Paul, he loved that stuff because he grew up on it with his right. dad. So the Beatles were just, not to say the Stones weren't experimental because they totally were, um, you know, but I mean, that's why I'm just like, can't we just agree that they both fucking rule and move on, folks? Whether you, you can like one more than the other, it's fine, but they're both fucking. And I feel the same way about Metallica and Megadeth, and I feel the same way about Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin. <laughs> and that's from Metal Rodney King over there. Can't we all just get along? Hey, another one. <laughs> another one. Kiss and Aerosmith. Because, you know, people sometimes, I think, forget how big a rivals those two bands were in the 70s, man. Right. They were huge rivals. Huge. Oh, yeah. I love me some Aerosmith. Yeah, kiss a kiss guy. Yep, me yeah, too. Kiss guy, man. All right, what you got to plug, man? You know what? I'm going to plug this amazing album we just reviewed. Fuck I mean, yeah. fucking buy this thing, man. Buy it in vinyl. Buy it digitally. Buy it on CD. Buy it in every fucking format you can think of. It's fucking phenomenal. I'm so happy for Dave, man. I really hope this album kills because it, it he deserves it, man. He put in the work. Fuck, dude. I'm Yeah, buy this record. Fuck yeah. I'm actually going to echo that sentiment this week. Um, if you're a fan of Peace Cells, especially Peace Cells, I mean, I know so far so good so what and Killings of My Business are great albums. But if you're a fan of Peace Cells, if you're a fan of fucking Rust, if you're a fan of Countdown Euthanasia, because I call that the same era, and uh, if you're a Countdown or, or, or a fan of Dystopia, Take all those elements. Imagine it's a dick and jerk that fucker. And it's going to blow it. It's going to blow hard, dude. It's, it's a great <laughs> fucking record. You need to go get this one. I'm with you, Metal Mike. Buy it every way you can. Yeah, it's a great record, man. I'm 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 very happy for Dave. And he won a Grammy for this one. Fuck, I hope he wins some awards for this. Because he certainly deserves it. He deserves all the accolades. Revolver, Karain, all you guys. You're out there listening 
give give him his due, man. He is he has put out a thrasher piece as far as I'm concerned. I Absolutely. put it right up there with the class. If you're a Megadeth fan, if you're a real Megadeth fan, I don't see how you can't like this record, man. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. So, so, so But if good. you're not big on Megadeth, you might not like it, you know? And then I'm like, hey, sorry about your bad luck. Yeah, but, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it sucks for you. But I, that's another thing I always love about our good friend Ralphier. He always says that, hey, man. They suck to me, but you're winning because you like them and you get it. There's yeah. been a lot of bands that people go ape shit over where I'm like, man, I just don't get it. Some of them I don't hate on. I just I'm like, man, I don't I don't get I don't get why everybody freaks out over this artist, man. But you know, I'm missing something. Is how I feel about it. I must be missing something that other people hear that I don't. No, I feel you because I'll actually go try to listen to some of that stuff and you know on my own. Through my stereo loud, and I'm like, nope, nope, still yeah. nope. <laughs> There's a bunch of bands that people make a big fuss out of or aren't like Bruce Springsteen. Don't get him. Don't, I mean, I think he's a good songwriter, and that's what's weird when other people do his songs. I'm like, man, it's a really good song, but I'm not a big fan of his. I'm not a big fan of The Grateful Dead. I'm not a great, a big fan of, um, of, uh, I think you two, one of the most overrated bands ever. Sorry if that pisses people off. I just don't get it, man. I'm not saying they're bad musicians. I'm not saying they didn't do some good songs. I'm just saying I don't understand why everybody puts them on this pedestal. I don't get it. Duran Duran, I don't get them at all. I mean, you <laughs> Ca know. But casual fan for me. Casual. Yeah, yeah, yeah granted. And some pe a lot of people are. I mean, I've had people get mad at me. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? Duran I'm like, sorry, bro. I'm, and again, I'm not diminishing their musicianship. Duran Duran, oh, sure. incredibly talented band, but I just, it just I'd rather listen to Hall and Oates than Duran Duran. I mean, thank you, thank you. I'll take <laughs> Hall and Oates over Duran Duran because they actually wrote good songs. Yeah, yeah, and, and I like that. I song. think Hall and Oates are great. Fuck I do yeah. for what they do. Just like you know, because I get shit. Like my older brother will give me shit for liking Abba. Hey. For what ABBA does, they're great at what they do. If you oh, don't yeah. understand that statement and what I'm saying there, then I'm sorry about you, man. I'm not saying you got to love ABBA, but you have to acknowledge. And you know, you could even say that about you, too, even though I don't like it. I'm like, well, they must be doing something right. Oh, yeah. People are fucking packing stadiums and buying their records. But, you know. What could you do? Right. Definitely check out this fucking sick dying of the dead. Best thing they've released since... What was that, 91? And make sure you check out the Big Bushy Power Hour and the Metal Mike Show and all the other amazing DJs because they're probably going to be playing a fuck ton out of this record because it rules. Yeah, I played like five or six songs off it over the week. Did you do it the way I suggested? No. I just Great split my three-song blocks at the beginning of the show and the end. Oh, there you go. There you go. Awesome, man. Cool. So, so I got cool. about half the record on that. Yeah, I didn't get to listen. I, I passed out, man. I was so exhausted from working and then doing the show the night before. I fucking slept all day. Like, it's the longest I have slept in I don't know how long. But I was like, I, I'm i off the weekend. Daddy's got to recharge his batteries. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, that's all good, man. I know that man, daytime show, it is what it is, especially on a Saturday. Right. Tell you what, let's get out of here. Final thoughts. Hell yeah. Final thoughts, man. Uh, keep fighting the good fight and stay metal, man. And not only... Um, and make sure you buy the new Megadeth album. Hell yeah. That's what I was going to say. Buy vinyl, but especially this one. <laughs> See you next time. Later. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. 
Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on the plug. See you next week.